as we walk with the Lord, as we serve the Lord especially, um, there's a benefit to, to, um, to really learning the value of marriage, you know? And, and so um, we're here with you guys. Um, like I said, a little beat up, a little broken down. It was a rough week. And keeping it real with you guys, we want to keep it real with you guys. You know what I mean? Um, I, I had a pastor for 12 years that I would look at this guy and I would be like, I can't relate to this guy. Like, this guy, he, I thought he was like Jesus' brother. You know what I mean? Like, does this guy ever sin? Or does this guy ever, you know, do anything wrong? He was just so disciplined. And so, um, which, which I loved, you know, the fact that he was so disciplined. But um, I really wasn't, um, like, close with him to say, hey, man, can, you know, I want to talk to you about this. Or, you know, can you share that with me? It was just, I mean, he was just a solid dude. Uh, I learned a little bit later through a bunch of brothers from Calvary Chapel over in the Valley when we moved out there. Um, I learned that um, pastors are just people just like us. And um, they have real problems just like us. They have real struggles just like us. They're human, right? And, and so um, I was blessed. We went, went out there for a year and they were, they were just real with me, man. And I was just like, wow, so refreshing to know that I'm not the only sinful Christian wretched, rotten, and sinful Christian that exists. They were like, just like me, and, and it taught me. And uh, as we started doing the work of the ministry, I said, I want to be like that. I don't want to be like where people don't understand me or they think that I'm trying to be holier than that. I'm not saying that everybody does that, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like sometimes we see people and they're like, I could never be like that. I could never get to that place that that person is at. And um, I want to be relatable. I want to be personable. And, and I want to encourage people. And I think um, sometimes um, we're encouraged by understanding, like, I'm not the only one that does that, or I'm not the only one that is discouraged, or I'm not the only one that isn't a good husband sometimes, or, and, and so on and so forth. So today, we don't want to teach. We want to just encourage you guys through the passage that uh, Pastor Angel gave to us. But um, we pray that more than anything that you guys would be encouraged from the Lord through the word that goes out. And, um, and so if you guys have questions at any time, please, please ask. You know, and, and we want to um, ask you guys to pray with us. And then just really um, use this time to say, all right, Lord, we want to just open up our hearts to be, to be transparent um, uh, and, and, and to be able to be receptive for what the Lord wants to do to us today. So let's pray. Lord, um, I know that you've overheard all the rambling that I just did, Lord, but um, Lord, we do, we come to you today, and Lord, we want to be completely surrendered in our hearts to you, to the work of the Holy Spirit, and we pray that you would use this time to edify. Lord, we pray that you would use this time to strengthen uh, our marriage relationships, and, and Lord, I pray that um, that you would even use this time, um, Lord, to to correct us where we need to be corrected and then Lord most importantly that that there would be application Lord to what you want to do today Lord the things that you speak to us Lord that we would apply Lord by the power of your spirit because we're powerless Lord we can't do it apart from the work of your spirit in our lives but we pray that you would use this time today Lord to strengthen marriages Lord and so go before it all bless it Lord we ask in Jesus name Amen Amen and so, um, Pastor Angel gave us a passage from um, from First Peter. Yeah, sorry, from First Peter chapter three. And one P three. That's what um, they call it in my house. If um, maybe. We're having a little disagreement or something, and my daughter will say, 1P3, and we'll say, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she was real little. Two yeah. from her room. 1P3. All right, so, so we're familiar with the passage. Uh, just uh, And like I said, I don't want to teach it, but I want to give you guys the background. I'm sure you guys have gone through this. I've been taught this book before, but just to refresh you guys, Peter's writing to uh, Christians that are scattered because of the persecution. And, and so as he's writing to them, uh, he talks to them and he says, hey, these, these difficult trials you're going through are to, um, to prove the genuineness of your faith, right? Chapter one. 
And, um, and so just think about that. And I think this is so fitting today, especially being a married couple's breakfast, that like I was talking to Pastor Angel earlier, uh, from 2020, man, um, our little church in Norwalk has just been getting rocked. And, and it's just been like so many difficult trials that not just we've gone through, but, but the sheep there at Calvary Norwalk have gone through some huge trials. And, and when you're going through them, it's like, oh my goodness, it's devastating. And it'll put a strain on, on your walk with the Lord sometimes. It'll put a strain on relationships, you know, especially marriage relationship. And so, as I'm, and they say hindsight's 2020, right? So as you look back, you go, okay, I can see what the Lord was doing with that. And what he was wanting to do. And I wasn't getting it, but God is so faithful to wait us out. And it's like, okay, Lord, I see what you want to do. And so through all the stuff that we've gone through, like just, um, not just our little churches, but even, even in our own homes, right? Um, because of the difficulty of the pandemic and, 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 and government and everything that's happening in this world that we live in, that we see literally falling apart before our eyes. It's crazy. It's chaotic. But at the same time, God is doing something through it. God is desiring to work through it. And, and, and I love this because as Peter's writing to these Christians that are um, being persecuted and they're going through like heavy trials, right? Because of their Christianity, um, now he says, hey, submit to the government. What? The government's crazy. He goes, submit to them. And then, and then he goes, submit to your bosses. So submit in the workplace. And then he goes, and then be submissive. To the women speaking about the marriage relationship. You know, wow, that's crazy. If you look at chapter three, it's I would call it this if I was teaching chapter three, I would call it a perfect world. Well, the end, the, the middle of two, all the way to three, a perfect world. Because he goes, This is what you need to do, submit to the government. What? We don't have to have a Christian rally? No, submit to the government. Oh. And then he goes, Submit to your bosses. What? My boss is a knucklehead. You know, it's not even a believer, Lord. Submit to him. And then and then all of a sudden he starts to talk about the marriage relationship. And if we would just apply these passages, wow, these would be so much better. Right? And maybe not it would change the world, but it would change our world. And so um, as as he writes to the wives, and I'm gonna read it and then she's gonna share it a little bit, but it says, wives, likewise, uh, be submissive to your own husbands. That even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. So he goes, look, wives, submit. He goes, it's not going to be something you say that's going to change your husband. And sometimes we just think, if I just find the right words to say, it's going to change them in this specific area of their life. No, Peter goes, no, it's not. You're going to win your husband over, not by anything you say, but by submitting to him. What? No way, not this guy, but it says, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, and it says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on a fine apparel. If you're not going to change it by what you say, wives, or you're not going to change it by how you look. And sometimes you think, like, okay, if I just, you know, get dolled up, right, it's going to change them. Maybe it'll change them for a little bit. <laughs> but it's not going to do that inner work that needs to be done in your husband. And so he's not saying don't put on makeup and don't dress up and dye your hair and do your nails. He's just saying that's not going to be the thing that's going to change your marriage um, or your husband. He says, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is, the very, which is very precious in the sight of God. And I like that. He goes, it's going to be, it's going to be like, um, the beauty of, of your inner woman. It's not nothing to do with the outward adornment. It's going to be the inner beauty that shines. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be that witness. And, and it's in what? It's your conduct by being submissive to your husband. And, and then he says, For in this manner, in verse 5, in former times, holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. And, and so uh, these holy women of old, it doesn't even specifically say who they are, but these, these women were submissive and as they submitted, um, they trusted God, and that's the key, ladies. The key is trusting God, because 
um, we're going to see right now, Teresa's going to share a little bit in the next verse, but, but um, as it, it takes trust in the Lord. You know, marriage, marriage is not easy. You know, marriage is difficult at times. And, and when you're keeping, when we keep it real, you know, I was just speaking about a brother that, um, you know, he went on a mission trip with his wife. And I said, so what the Lord really showed you? And he goes, oh, you know, he shared, he, shared, he goes, I had a tough day, man. He said, um, my wife shared some things with me. And um, she wanted me to address one of the things that she had said. Um, and I didn't address anything. Um, and she got upset with me. And the whole next day, it was tough. You know, so they were at odds. You know, their marriage is a little bumpy because, what? Because hubby didn't do what, what his wife expected him to do on the mission field. And so it caused the whole day on the mission field to be just so tough. And, and, and so I love the fact that he kept it real with me because he goes, yeah, I went over there and, and I just, and the Lord showed me, like, I have to pay attention to what she's telling me, when she's telling me. Um, and, you know, we've all heard happy wife, happy life, right? Um, but it doesn't always work out like that. It's not always peaches and cream. And, and these women that are used as examples, only women of old, um, it says that they, they, um, they trusted God as they submitted to their husbands. And I think it's, if you, if you look, the women get like six verses, the guys get one verse. And that's because the women have a lot more to deal with than the men. Um, and, 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 I, and I like the fact that they said holy women. I, for whatever reason, I know, I know I've had a guy, a brother, I've had a pastor. Say, I disagree when you say that, you know. But I just think that women are more spiritual a lot of times. And I, and I have had, you can disagree with me if you want, but I just really see, like, there's just a sensitivity the way that God created the women, and they, they're just, like, tuned in a little more. Amen. And, 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 and I really believe that, but um, these women trusted the Lord. Excuse me, they trusted the Lord um, in, in submitting to their husbands, and they, they, they are a prime example. But in verse 6, it says, um, As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. And, and so the prime example um, that is used here is Sarah. And, and I love that because um, she's the prime example. She called Abraham Lord. And, and yet, if you look at it, even though he was the father of faith, he didn't always shine. And he made huge mistakes. Huge mistakes. Right? You know the story. Say you're my sister. And, and so I, I think that, um, yes, uh, the wives are called to be submissive. But that submissiveness is not always going to be easy. It, it's going to take faith. It's going to take trusting God. Especially when your husband's not making a good decision. And, and there are so many other things. I'm not going to talk right now. But... But there are so many other things in the marriage relationship that we will be confronted with, right? Um, sickness, um, children, uh, rebellious children, right? Um, sick children, uh, and then and then you know you have, we have finances, and we have the responsibilities of being of being parents. But they, all of those things will put strain on the marriage relationship, right? They they just do, and and there are times where. Um, I don't know about you guys, but we find ourselves frustrated with each other. And I find myself saying things that can be hurtful to her. And I don't even intend it to be hurtful to her. I'm not like, I'm not upset with her. Like, she's my best friend. She's the one always in my corner. And, and I find myself taking my frustration out on just something that happens between me and her. But I'm frustrated about other things. And yet, you know, she just looks at me like, you're gonna do that. To, you're gonna say that to me, you know, like the one who has your back all the time. And then I have to say, oh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, you know. So the women, they have a lot there. They have six verses um, that Peter writes to Christians that were going through difficulty, a lot of difficulties, crazy persecution. And, and he goes, look, these things are gonna help where you're at right now. Um, submitting. And I love it because you're submitting to the government, submitting to your in the workplace, and then submitting in your marriage. And and so um, she's going to share um, a couple of things right now about um, about being like Sarah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm blessed. I'm able to share this with um, you, the ladies at the church, when we 
this and I'm thinking that and I'm, I'm all over the place. My thoughts are all over. He's like, and it's funny, like you said, we went through it this week and all I could think about was Sarah in this passage and in, in Genesis and Genesis you know, 12 and Genesis 20. Regardless of her feelings of belief she thought was right, bottom line, she submitted to what her husband asked her. And God, like I said, the women who trusted in God, um, we need to be those women who trust in God. Submitting to our husbands will cause there to be an obedience and an honor to not just our husbands, but more importantly to our God, in obedience to God. I wrote a few notes. I put wives can trust in their smarts, wives can trust in their beauty abilities, but a lot of times wives need to put our trust in so many other things, but bottom line is putting our trust in God and knowing that God is ultimately covering us in control of things and in submitting to our husband, there just comes this honor. And he'll see us through as we pray and say, Lord, I don't see the same thing, whether it's the move, the ministry, whatever the case may be, I'm not seeing it or working me, helping to submit and to follow this need. And even in the mistakes, you know, that was, you know, call see your sister. And God dealt with them and saying, no, 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 it's not his sister, it's his wife. Um, God still covered Sarah, even in her husband's mistake. She was untouched the whole time. And um, that's just my encouragement to the ladies in, in submitting to our husbands in those decision making. Sometimes they come up just like that. Sometimes it's thoughtful things. To pray through, to submit to our husbands in honoring God. Awesome. All right. And, and so um, the women get six verses and the men just get one verse. That's probably because we don't remember a lot. <laughs> or it's because our wives are spiritual and we don't have to deal with this much. And, and, and I know, and I was thinking about this, because I have I have friends, good friends, that are pastors and they're doing the work in the ministry. And I, and I know, I, they, they, you know, we've counseled a couple of different people that were in ministry. And it's like the wife was like giving the husband a hard time, dragging her feet, not wanting to do things for the Lord. For different reasons, you know, and and it's like you call, but you know, but she just does not want to do ministry, or she just does, maybe she doesn't feel called, maybe she just for like I said, different reasons, maybe good reasons, but um, it, it, that that relationship. I'm going to say something in a little bit with, with verse seven, but we want to be reminded that if you look all the way back to the book of Genesis, the purpose for marriage is what. You guys remember what when 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 God brought Eve to Adam? What was it? Be fruitful, multiply. Be, be fruitful, multiply. That's part of it. There it is, right there. That helps you. And and if you think about this, the, the reason for um, the reason for for marriage. Yeah, that's the newly married. But if you think about it, the purpose for marriage is to serve the Lord better. She was going to be his helpmate. She and, and 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 so really, it's like serving the Lord together can be can be so such a huge blessing for our marriage. Can it make it difficult? Yeah. There's nothing better than serving the Lord. We are called. To, we are saved to serve God. We're not saved to go to church. We're not saved, you know, so that life can be a blessing. It, 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 he does. He blesses us. But we are saved to serve the Lord. Ephesians 2.10. We're His workmanship. And that's poema. We're His masterpiece. We're His poem. And we're created. And we are His poem. Right? We are His workmanship. Creating Christ Jesus. For good works. Which God has prepared beforehand. So that you walk in Him. And so the purpose that we are saved. Because that passage. Ephesians 2.8-10. Is all about salvation. Grace. Through faith, that's how we're saved. But it's for the purpose of serving God. And so God goes, look, you're going to need her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's going it, to, she's going to be your helping. She's going to make it better for you to serve the Lord. And so wives should not make it more difficult. Wives should make it better. And, and so it's a process, right? It's a learning process. And we learn that. But... Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it says this in verse 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife, 
as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. And so it's one verse, but there's a whole lot in that verse. And so as we talk about this, um, um, I want to encourage you guys just to um, to say, Lord, what what do I need to apply from these seven verses today? And then I want to encourage you guys to spend time either tonight or you know tomorrow or this week sometime to say, hey, what are the changes that we need to make? Or what are the things that we need to apply from this passage that we heard? It might not be anything that we said. It might be something that the Lord just tells you, hey, you know, this is, they didn't talk about this, but this is what needs to be applied. Or this is what needs to be changed. So that what? So that your marriage relationship is strengthened. Is strengthened. And so uh, the first thing he tells the husbands, he says, dwell with them with understanding. And I, and I put dwell with them. Be with your wife. You know, um, before I got saved, um, I would I would be on the streets for like six months at a time, and then I'd come back home for like a month, and then I'd be back out on the streets for three months, and then I'd come home for three weeks, and then I'd go back out, and that just was a pattern. I put her through hell for seven years, and um, you know I told her I always love you, you love my children, but I'm not in love with you. It was just dumb. I was just addicted, living the street lifestyle. And, and then when I got saved, it's funny because God, um, God brought us back together and, and um, she became my best friend. And so I went from being months away from her, not wanting to be at home, to um, as God began to restore our marriage. And then even like up to recently, she'll tell me, like, don't you have any friends? She's like, go. Like, can you can you leave? I have to like do this. I have to clean the house. I have to get ready for the next week. Or I have to, and I'll be like, I just want to be with you. You know, I just want to hang out with you. And and she's like, please, like, go do something. You know? Yeah. And she wants to send me out. But it's so important that you know. I I know I know sometimes guys will say, well, we need some you know time with the guys or whatever. Really, we don't. You know, really we don't. And the crazy thing is this, um, I, had a, I had a buddy in ministry when I first started doing youth ministry, and and he was my buddy, man. We were together all the time, and there was a core group of like six people in youth ministry, and they were family to us. And we were always with them, and they were always with us. And um, and then he, he got sent him in a different direction, and from that time on, I'd be like, man, I don't have an armor bear. Right? Remember the armor bearer was to take the shield and the sword for that person and, and they would serve that person and they would go into battle with that guy and, and, and I would say, I don't have that anymore. I don't have an armor bearer. And you know, something that God taught me um, is that your wife's your armor bearer. And I know I know that not everybody sees it like that and maybe that's not fitting for everybody. But our background's a little bit different from other people's, right? I mean, when we, we were high school sweethearts and you know, we would go to parties and then big fights would break out and we'd be running down the street and stuff. And I'd turn around and I'd say, go home. And she'd say, no, I'm going with you. And, you know, and we're running down the street, you know, big old brawl, big old brawl down the street. And I'm turning around and she's still running behind me. I'm like, go home. No, I'm going with you. You know, and that's just who she is. And, and God knows what I needed. And, you know, even though I was a knucklehead and didn't get it until seven years into my marriage, um, she's she's my rib. She's fitting for me. And she's my armor bearer. And if you notice in Ephesians 6, when it talks about the full armor of God, you know, all of that uh, armor that God gives us, if you think about it, it's for the front. And there's nothing for the back. Because the breastplate of righteousness is in the front. And the shield of faith is in the front. There's nothing in the back. And if you notice that, and you go, wow. I never thought about that, but um, I, I heard a pastor teach one time, and he says it's because this was a married couple's uh, retreat, and he says because we stand back to back with our wife, and we do battle with our wife. Because the truth is this: you can have a solid armor bearer, but you, your wife's with you all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, and there are times where it's like it's just me and her, and it's like, okay, come on, let's go. And and, and so. Um, that's just a little something, but dwell with them, spend time together. When we were at Calvary Chapel Santa Fe Springs for the first 12 years, 
uh, from 97, 97 to the next 12 years. And uh, we had we had a spiritual father, Brother Mondo, and and, uh, and he told me, I'm going to tell you something. He's called me easy, real easy. I'm going to tell you something. And I said, what's up? I'm going to always date your wife. I said, what? He goes, always date her. Always make her feel special. And, you know, he's like, me and my wife have been married for like, I don't know, for 40 years, 40 years or something. You know, him and Sister Kathy. And he goes, every month he takes her someplace special. And there's a special date. He said, sometimes it's just going to the park and sitting down and just, you know, making a sandwich and eating a sandwich at the park. So it doesn't have to be pricey. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, well, take me to, you know, wherever. It could just be the park. But he goes, I give her a date. We go on a date once a month. It's just me and her. And if we have grandkids, they got to go back home. And, and, it's, and, and, and it's spending time with her. And I think that's really fruitful. I think it's good. He says, dwell with your wife with understanding. And, and what that means is this. Um, it's with understanding of what the scriptures say about your wife. But really what it means is get to know her. Just get to know her. We've been married 32 years ago. Okay, 32 years. And, um, and and so, you know, it's funny, like, it's been for a minute now, but, like, she could look at me, like, from if she was sitting in the corner, and then she could let me know without saying a word to me, like, okay, it's time to leave now. You know what I mean? And I get it. I'm like, she's, she's saying something to me. And I'll be talking to her brother, and then she'll look at me with those eyes, like, okay, Brian, you're talking too much now. I'm about ready to walk out and get in the car. You know, I'll wait for you in air conditioning. And I understand all that. And, 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 and there are things that I can tell her too. Like she gets what I'm telling her, you know? And, and we're just like, you know, you know the vibe, right? And I know you guys can do it too, right? And then, and then, and then there are times where she's saying something and then I finish off the sentence for her. She does it more for me. No. Yeah, she, she knows me like a book. Did you see how I did that? Do that again. But it's important to know. It's important to know how how we're feeling and to really know. He goes, dwell with your wife. He goes, with understanding. Get to know her. Get to know her. And, you know, um, in John chapter 1, when Jesus was calling the disciples to himself, and then he sees um, Nathaniel, and then he goes, he goes, an Israelite in whom there's no deceit. And then Nathaniel goes like, How'd you know that? And then he goes, before you were here, I saw you under the fig tree, right? And it said that it said that the rabbis were taught to study under the fig tree. And it would be through time in the word with Jesus that Jesus would reveal to Nathaniel, like, this is where you get to know me. And this is where I'm going to show you things that cause you to go, oh, wow, that was the Lord. He was revealing himself to me. How? When, when I was just spending time with him in the Word underneath the fig tree. And, and that's, that, that's how we get to know him deeper, right? Not just through the devotions, but the truth is this, it is, is we really get to know the Lord through difficulties that we go through. You know what I'm saying? Marriage retreats, they're awesome. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're cool, right? But the truth is this, is just like I have young men that they think, and let me say this right, Sometimes we can have the mindset, if I just went to seminary, or if I just went to Bible college, or if I just went to that conference, or if I just went to that retreat, I'm going to really know the Lord deep. And the truth is, that's not how it really works. The truth is, it's through the really difficult trials that we go through. Remember Peter? He says, it's, it's these trials, these fiery trials are to prove the genuineness of your faith. And so we can quote verses, we can talk about devotions we've read or studies we've heard, but it's really when we're in the pits and we're just like so shot out and going through such difficulty that we don't know if we're coming or going spiritually, and then the Lord reveals himself to us, and we're like, oh, Lord. And, and, and those are things that the Lord goes, here, I want you to know me by experience. I want you to know me in a deep way. And a lot of times it's through difficulties. And it's the word coming to life through the rough times that we're going through. And the same thing is for the for the married couple's relationship. It's if we're gonna dwell with our wives' husbands with understanding, I want to encourage you guys that it be centered on the word of God. Because the truth is this, 
the, the flower fades, right? The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God endures forever. And so it's going to be God, right? And, and that threefold cord that's not easily broken, uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. He goes, that threefold cord, me, her, and Jesus, centered on his word. Listen, there, there, there's nothing better for us that, that we're going to get to understand Jesus, we're going to get to understand our life, and then that threefold cord is strengthened through his word. For what? For the difficulties that we'll be confronted with. I mean, we're talking about my daughter back there. Uh, she's the only kid that we prayed for. First one we had in high school, uh, first one was in Prop 80. Our second one, I'm sorry, <laughs> just kidding. But, but the second one, I was back and forth on the streets and everything, and you know, one of those times that I was home for a month, you know, we had our second one. And, and then our third one was the only one that we were Christians, and then we literally started to get on our knees and say, Lord, we want a baby. We want a baby. And we prayed for her, and she came out with a terminal disorder. I always say the wrong thing. But, but um, that, that, and you know what? God has seen us through all the way through. I, I, I can honestly say I've never questioned, like, I've never been like, why, God? I said, like, God, why? And like, I don't get it. You know, that, like, that's the only one we pray for. But, um, but we've seen God use her more than so many people we know, and she doesn't even say a word. But it's a difficult thing. And, and um, I think the only difficult time I had was when she was about four. And, um, and all the other kids would run at church around her, and then it kind of like hurt my heart. Like, man, all the other kids are running, and she's in her little chair, you know? But God, His grace has been so sufficient in that area. But sometimes it gets tough. The Lord almost took her home. I said when she was 18, but she corrected me when she was 14. And, uh, and that was a difficult time. And there are difficult times. And, and there are things that happen in our marriage. My oldest still really doesn't walk with the Lord. She's a rebel. She looks like her mom. She acts like her dad before he was saved. And she's still holding out. She's 32. And she really takes me there. You know? And so those are things that what? That are difficult. But through those things, we come together. Hey, God showed me this. Hey, God showed me that. And we're able to hold on. Being centered on God's word. And, you know, I know devotions are done. So, you know, I, I tried to let me read you this chapter. And it's not real effective, you know. For us, for us, I have to say. But uh, what we do and what we found most effective for us is she'll read like, okay, she's in John or I'm in Acts. And then I'll read my chapter or whatever, whatever. And then whenever, you know, whether it's getting ready, she's in the shower, I'm brushing my teeth or whatever. Hey, you know what? The Lord ministered to me this in the chapter yesterday. Or, you know, this is something that really God's been popping out to me. And she'll go, this is something that's ministering to me. And I'll go, okay, cool. And then we just talk about it. We're centered on the Word. And that has worked most effectively for us. You know, I still try to read her the chapter, but she still falls asleep after. <laughs> and, and so... Um, you know, we miss each other. You know, I, I used to be a night owl. Now I'm not. Fifty-one, 51 now. I'm like night owl's like nine thirty. <sighs> you know, and she's already ready for bed at eight thirty, and it's just we're different. You know, but um, he says, dwell with her with understanding. Um, one of the things that I wanted to share that I asked this morning. What's my verse? What's my verse? Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven is my my life verse. Hers is Hebrews eleven six. She's a woman of faith. She really, really is. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, so you're the pastor of the church one? Yeah, but if it wasn't for my wife's faith, I would have never did. <laughs> I ran. I'm like, no way. I don't want to do that. That's too hard, you know? But she's like, we got to do You know, we got to do it. We've been praying this, and this is what God is doing, and we got to do this. Okay. You know, but, and she's right, but, um, you know, it's important. Um, it's important for you guys to know your spouse's life first. And, and because... That means everything to me. That, that's, that's the verse God has given me, and that it really does fit me. You know what I'm saying? That type of ministry that I'm called to. Um, and, and so, um, her, she's a woman of faith, and, and it's good to know what God is doing in your spouse's life. And so that is centered on the Word of God. Our marriage is, was really founded on the Word. Um, when, like I said, I put it through hell for seven years. Literally, I did. 
she started um, going to church, uh, I finally surrendered in 96, right? In 96, uh, I finally surrendered to the Lord. And we were on a honeymoon uh, in our marriage. And then we were on a honeymoon with the Lord, of course, right? And so it was fire. It was fire. And, um, and then after a year, after a year, um, the, I was reading through this little book by R.A. Torrey. It's called How to Pray. Little small thin paperback. But it was talking about this verse right here in 4 7 about um, dwelling with your wife with understanding so your prayers are not hindered. And it was a book called How to Pray, but and then he started talking about the marriage relationship. And then the Lord was really telling me, like, I needed to come clean with her. And I was like, is this just me or is this you, Lord? Like, the, like why? It's like a year. We're like honeymooning right now. We're fire right now. And he goes, No, you need to you need to share that with her. And I said, I will do it. I'm sitting in the restroom, and, and, you know, and I was like, I was talking out loud, because that's how clear the Lord was being to me. He, he was like, you got to do this. And I was like, I won't do it, Lord. No way. And, uh, and then I went to a retreat, and I talked to my pastor, and I said, I believe the Lord told me this, but I don't want to do it. And he goes, I can't give you what to do, because you have to do what the Lord tells you to do. He goes, hey, when you get saved, everything's under the blood. He goes, but sometimes... The Lord might want to work something out. And I can't speak to you. I can't tell you yes or no. So I took it in prayer. And the Lord told me this. He goes, if you don't do it, he says, I'm going to withhold your tears from you. And the, my first year of being saved, man, I cried every Sunday. Like I was getting saved all over again. I'd be like a baby, you know. Like, oh, so Next song, come on. Yes, Lord, that's you in my life. You know? And then he goes, I'm going to withhold your tears. And I was like, from that point on, I, I go to church and I feel like I wanted to cry. I just would not cry. And the Lord would say, it's me. And I'd be like, man, that's crazy, Lord. And I said, I don't know why you want me to do this. And so I prayed. And it took me about three months. But uh, I was honest with her. I said, I need to talk to you about some things. And then she's like, oh, you're serious. And I go, yeah. And, uh, and I told her, you know, like, hey, I know you know, like, you know, I was a faithful to you. I said, but, um, I said, but I, I want to just be real with you. I, I need to share some things. And um, and I did. And the Lord saw us through. But, you know, I'm going to tell you this. It was tough because then she would get hit and she would say, get out of my room. I'd be like, we just had like an awesome week. And they, like, church was fired. Like, are you serious? And she's like, get out of my room, please. Just respect me. Just respect what I'm asking you. And I'd be on the couch, sleeping on the couch. And I would be like, and it happened more than once, you know, and I'd be like, Lord, did I, was I wrong? Like, should I not have shared that with her? You know, I thought you told me this, and maybe I just have it all wrong. You know, and to be completely honest with you guys, um, um, I felt like um, we didn't know if our marriage was going to make it. And, um, and then I went to my pastor, and he goes, you know, really, she has grounds. And, you know, um, to, to not stay married, and I was like, and so um, she had, was getting counsel from her spiritual mother. And we didn't know. We really didn't know. Like, man, this is crazy. We had a year that was fire. And then all of a sudden, we don't know if it's going to last. Like, God, what is the deal? And then the Lord goes, I will restore with the locust in you. Joel 2.25. And I said, okay. And I journaled it. And um, even though we had those days where she'd like, just go over there. I just, I, I, I don't want you sleeping in my bed. But I say, okay, Joel 2.25, I trust you. I trust you're going to restore the Lord's And And, you know, the Lord saw her through it. The Lord healed her heart. And really it was crazy because he even, like, fortified our marriage. And it was like, you can't explain it with words, but, um, um, but there were some people in her family that knew about a lot of the things I was doing, you know, like my unfaithfulness, but... Um, one of her family members would tell me, you'll be back. You know, we'd be like at a family birthday, and she, she would tell me, you'll be back. And I'm like, I'm done, man, I'm saved. And she goes, you'll be back. And um, and she goes, yeah, we think you're all good too, she's Christian. If your wife only knew some of the things you did, and, what, and I go, hey, you know what? I said, I don't know what to tell you, you know what I mean? And I would just walk away. Well, she confronted my wife and she goes, you know, you guys think you're all 
little goody two shoes Christian, but if you know what your husband was doing, she goes, I know. And she goes, yeah, what do you know? And then my wife, I told her straight up and dropped a couple names. And um, she goes, you know that? And then she just goes, yeah, you know, Brian shared that with you. And, and so it prepared her. You know, God knew that it was going to come out eventually, even though it was after a year. And there are people still hating on me, on us, on God, really. But, um, but God knew what he was doing. And um, God had already fortified our marriage relationship. And so our marriage is really, I mean, we believe God ordained it from the beginning. And, you know, he allowed us to just, me, to run crazy on the streets for seven years. And when he restored it, it was really just solidified on his word. And so um, we firmly believe that God is able to do anything. And we talk, we've counseled people that they're like, we're done. You know, we're, we're done. And God's able. And then they're like, what? And I think we've only shared this, but I've only shared this how many times. Maybe that three. Yeah, maybe like, this is maybe like the third time that I've shared it in that degree. Um, and I really, like a told Angel, I know the Lord wanted me to share it today. But um, uh, we will share it all the time. And not many people really know, like, to the degree what I just shared with you guys. But um, the being centered on the Word is so key, you guys. It's so, so important. And, yeah, go ahead. And going back to us as the wives, um, it's not that I put my trust in Him. Again, of course, it's God. But it's now it's the Lord in Him. You know, it's as you guys are all believers. When he makes a decision, I know he's a man of the word. I know he prays, and he has um, us always in the forefront of his mind and his prayers. Me and our kids are little. When he would make some of this crazy decision, I would trust the Lord in him. It's okay, Lord. I'm not getting it. You know, when he goes, we're leaving church because we're going to go to this church. I'm like, but I have friends here. You know, I'm going to have sisters in their stuff. He says, God, show me this. And okay, you know, kind of argued with him a little bit or plead my case, but. I trusted and left the Lord in Him. And more importantly, um, more than anybody, if Jesus Himself trusted the Father and the will for the cross and the crucifixion and submitted to what the Father had put before Him, how much more do I have to do that and trust in, this, in Jesus and say, okay, Lord, I'm trusting in You and I am going to trust in, in all the way that You work it out on our behalf as you speak to him, as, you, as believers, he submitted, you know, all the way on our behalf. So um, that's a big part of why I'm able now. He knows of course it's been years, but I'm able to, even in his decision, say, I'll submit to what you're saying, because it's the God in you, it's Jesus in you, more than anything. And that's again, because he's a witness, like, he's in the word, he's in prayer. And I hear his heart as he prays for us, um, our family, our kids, our own, so that to me is key. I trust Jesus in Him. Yeah. And so He was bolder with understanding. So I know I went a long story to go on a tangent to share the importance of being centered on God's Word. Um, but um, I know I know that it, it is it's I want to say it's vital to our marriage relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because I know people that are, that have come to us and they're like, "The Lord's matching us up," and you know what? And we're like, "Oh." share with you, we want you guys to pray for us, and you know, whatever, whatever, and then we like, that's for the Lord, man, that's like a marriage based on the foundation of God, and then they're no longer together, and we're like, what, like, what happened, and, and really the truth is this, they didn't stay on that foundation that God had, had for them, and they didn't stay centered on the word, and they just both went in different directions, and didn't do anything about it. And they didn't share it with anybody. They had no accountability. They had no one standing in the gap for them to pray with them and for them. And, and, and like, you know, it happens. It's reality. And if we think that we're exempt from that, then we're fooling ourselves. Because the truth is this. Satan, uh, he started in Genesis 3. And what did he divide? He divided the marriage. And then what happened in Genesis 4? Cain uh, killed Abel. And so what happened? The family just got bombarded by Satan himself. And, and so um, there's nothing new. We're in 2022 and Satan is still, his whole plan is to what? To attack marriages and to devastate families and to devour families. 
And he's still doing the same thing today. There's nothing sneaky about him in that area of his attack. And so the importance of being centered on God's word, man. Um, and then he says, giving honor to her. Um, guys, honor your wives, man. Honor your wives. Honor your wives. I came from a so say solid. I came from a typical family that is all about family, right? I mean, yeah. that's what I, it, I would, it was ingrained in me. And when we first got married, I'd be like, I was kind of, woman, you do what I say. You know what I mean? That was my, I saw my dad do that to my mom. And my dad didn't even really have to do it. He was a hardworking man. My mom would be up. She would make tortillas. She would sew our clothes as kids. She would still, like, to recently, like if my dad's going to get dialysis, she's up and she's washing the windows for my dad. That's just my mom. She served my dad like to the fullest. And and that I was about family. And um, and and I would tell her, don't ever disrespect my mom. Or don't ever and that's how I was. But um, it took a lot for God to correct me. And then when I got saved, I'm like, we're going to Golden Springs. And then she's like, and then she didn't say nothing. She just went and then after like three times. She's like, hey, if that's what God is leading us to do, I'm with you. But if you're going just because your family's going to that church, then you need to really pray. And um, and I was. I was going just because, like, I mean, who doesn't like to hear raw speech? But <laughs> I was going because of my family. And um, and I had to go, okay, I have to do what. And, and, you know, our family divided, my parents and my sisters, we divided because they said, I, she's my wife. We're to leave our father and mother and to cleave to one another. And I had to break away from my family for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, and they were Christian. You know what I mean? They were Christian. They're like, you're like forsaking the family. You know what I mean? It's like, I know, but I'm like, following God. You know? Be happy for me. I'm serving the Lord. And they weren't. And, you know, I was like, they moved up to the high desert. And, and uh, we stayed down in southeast Los Angeles. And, and all that to say this. Um, it was from the Lord because I had to honor my wife. You know, I'm saying a lot of years of, of, um, of being loyal to my family over my marriage. And that's not what God calls us to do. And so honor your wives. She's the queen. You're the king of your own home. He is the king of kings. So keep him above all. But um, it says ask to the weaker vessel. And really that's that's more physically, I believe. I don't I don't believe he's talking about spiritually, even though. There's a balance, right? Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I remember my, my daughter was choking on chicken one time. And I got up and I go, she's choking. And I, I would say, why? I ran out of the room because <laughs> I panicked. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I don't like that. And I split from the room. And she got up and she walked over there and she put her finger in her mouth and popped it out. And then, and then after, I came back in the kitchen. Is everything all right? She's like, yeah, everything's all right. And then she just broke down and started crying her eyes out. And I go, hey, it's all good. Like, what are you crying for? Like, it's all right. She's all right. What are you crying for now? But that's just how we are. She's different. She's different. And she got emotional after that. And there are times where we're going to be the strong ones, and there are times we might not be the strong ones. But we have to understand, dwelling with them with understanding, she's the weaker vessel. And, and, and she's a little bit more sensitive in areas. And, and I have to minister, minister to her in that way to say, this is how God made her. Uh, like I said, she was always the one running behind me. <laughs> so she's a little different um, where she's solid and strong in a lot of areas, but in some areas she just gets emotional. And then I have to tell her, hey, you know, you know uh, she was sharing. There was a situation that had happened and she's like, I feel terrible, I feel like this and this and this, and I feel like this and this and this. Like, well, I know you feel like that. I said, but I think we need to just back up a little bit. I think we need to pray this through and just let the Lord be the Lord. And He's big enough to show us, like, okay, do this. But I think right now, if we did something, we'd be basing it off of emotions. And we don't want to do that. We want to base it off God saying, okay, now you need to do this. So as husbands, we dwell with her with understanding, giving honor to her, but we understand that she is a weaker vessel in certain areas of her life. Um, you know, everybody talks about Abraham when he was with Hagar. 
But if we have to really back up and go, Sarah was the one who presented the idea to Abraham. And a lot of times we skip over that. You know what I'm saying? Um, she said, hey, we waited long enough for God. Just be with my mates or He's like, hey, great idea, honey. And he settled her, right? And, and then all of a sudden, she despised Hagar. And she was like, oh, and she, she says, they got to go. And then God says, hey, can't Ishmael just live? You know? And, and he goes, listen to your wife. She's got to go. And, and, and so there's, there's what, what happens in marriage. Sometimes like, oh, wait a minute, but, but, but I thought, you know, and, and, and it's ultimately it's saying, okay, God, what do I do? But Lord, but can't it just go? And he goes, no, they got to leave. Don't worry, I'll take care of them. But they got to leave. And so ultimately it's living to the Lord. But it's understanding, God has called us to lead as men. I don't care how spiritual your wife is, God has called us to, to be the ones that are, I need to seek your face, God. I don't know what to do on this. And my wife is super spiritual and she thinks we need to do this, but you got to tell me, what do we do? And God will tell us, listen to your wife. And then God will say, no, it's got to go down like this. And so we have to be the men that, that are there dwelling with our wife with understanding, understanding that she's the weaker vessel and giving honor to her. And listen, giving honor is the key because when we honor her, then she's going to go, okay, I trust you. We're not honoring her. She's going to go, I don't know about that. Everybody, you know, I'm going to follow, but I don't know about that right now. You know what I'm saying? And yet, if we're doing what this passage tells us to do, then, then um, our marriages will go a lot smoother. He goes, uh, as being heirs together of the grace of the life. Being heirs together. And what that tells me is this. It's about kingdom. If we're heirs, we're heirs to a kingdom, right? And the kingdom is heaven. The kingdom is it's God's kingdom. And so we have to be kingdom-minded, and we have to be kingdom-hearted. And, and, and if we're not, then we're really going to be missing the mark. You know, um, kingdom, the, the fact that it's a kingdom uh, is means, like when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. And I know everybody's different. Everybody's different, man. I'm one of those guys that, you know, I say, we're going to do this. And when we started the church, um, I left a good job. The best job I ever had. I don't have education. I don't have, you know, um, I cut grass by trade. I'm a groundskeeper, a gardener by trade. I love cutting grass. Um, it's what God has given me a talent to do. I used to do it at Shady College in Rancho Cucamonga for about 12 years. Best job I ever had. Like I told you, I mean, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I even have, like, a pension, you know? She's not, she was after me. And, um, mm -hmm. and then um, God was calling us to do the church. And I didn't want to do the church. I ran for a good eight months. No way ever. I don't want to do that. I'm not cut out to do that. I still don't think I'm cut out to do that, but um, for whatever reason, God's all different. But I told her, hey, this is what God And she was like, yeah, we got to do it. And then I said, but it would mean, like, and we're doing the Bible study at the house already. Two new kids were showing up, so um, it was not safe. We didn't have air conditioning in our home. And we were like, we got to get to the spot. Knowing it was a church, but we're, I was just waiting for Aaron, right? And remember Moses said, hey, let Aaron talk. And I was waiting for Aaron. Where's Aaron? I'll do it when Aaron comes. And, um, and then the, the, she says, we got to do it. And then I told her, I'm, I'm going to need my job. And then she goes, yeah, and, and we'll do it. And, and so I put my letter of resignation in my glove department, and it stood there for like two months. Up. Two months. Did you do it? And I'd be like, no, I didn't do it yet. Did you, did you do it? No. She goes, I'm not going to ask you anymore. When you do it, you tell me. I said, okay, cool. And it stayed in there for two months. And I was like, man, this is a big thing, Lord. Like, you know, I don't know. But for us, that's what I felt the Lord wanted us to do. I really believe that he did. I left it. And I turned it in, and I left that job. And you know, I know some other ladies would be like, "Crazy, they ain't even no job." You know what I mean? And like I said, everybody's different. Everybody's different. For for us, that's what God called us to do. But she's like, she was down with it. She's like, "Yeah, I see that." And, and I said, and I, I, I mean, I work again. I work for East Whittier School District, but um, 
it, it took that, you know what I mean? We're a small church. I'm like, I gotta go back to work. Money Judy is barren. You know what I mean? And she's like, yeah, okay, I see that too. You know, and, and so um, it's a kingdom. And, and, it's, and it's, it, it does require us to what? Sometimes it requires us to forsake all to follow him for the sake of his kingdom. And so it might not be you leaving your job, but it might be you doing taking a step of faith and do something different. To say, hey, I can't do this anymore because I'm going to do this for the Lord. And, and we have to be kingdom hearted and kingdom minded together. Together. And, and then lastly, he says this. He says, um, that your prayers may not be hindered. And, and so, um, the marriage relationship is the prime example, and it should be on point. And it should be, it should be everything being birthed in prayer. And that when this is not right, I'm not so enthusiastic about going and saying, I need to go get along with the Lord. Right? And like, if this ain't right, you know, it's like, Feel the effects of it. You really, really do. And it's, it should start here. It should start here. Um, I told her, I feel like the world's biggest hypocrite this week. And she goes, why? Because we were just going at it this week. And it's me we had a bad attitude all week. And, you know, and we're like, it's because of the miracles. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like, oh my gosh. You know, I said, uh, and, then, and, and I said, Maybe more yeah. It's because Yeah, she was. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, your prayers are hindered, that's why. And I said, no, that's not But you can feel like it, right? And it doesn't mean that God's not going to hear us. It's just, you're going to feel it. And this is what I call it. I call it, like, um, there are times when I teach a Bible study, and it feels like I'm barefooted walking uphill on a hot paved road with glass on it, and I'm barefooted. You know what I mean? And I feel like that through the whole Bible study. Gosh, that's how I felt. And, and when, when this isn't right, that's how I feel in life. You know, or I feel like I'm walking barefooted on a hot road. And there's glass. And I'm barefooted. And, and, and it's like, God would use it to provoke us to say, make sure you get this right. Make sure you get it right. And the crazy thing that we used to argue so bad before we were Christians, and I would just start arguing so I could spit for three months, you know? I was dumb. I was foolish. And, and after we got married, after God did that work to restore our marriage, it's funny, and, and I don't say this in any way, shape, or form to most. Because we just have a couple good arguments this week, but, but we don't argue good. We don't argue good. There are times that we have gotten into it, and I'm going to my room, and I'm like, man, I don't want to talk. I don't, no, I don't want to talk. And then she'll say, good, I don't care. I ain't coming here to talk. I'm putting these clothes in the drawer. You know, I'm like, oh, man, you know? Turn it the opposite way, and she'll just be like, and I can see her wanting to laugh, and then I'll hold out, like, no, I'm serious about this. You know, I'm serious. And like, no, I'm serious. And she's like, be serious. And, and it's like, and then like, after like seven minutes, she looks at me and I look at her, and then we just start busting up. What? No, I'm serious. She goes, I know you're serious. And then, you know, we just start laughing. And then, and then I'll say, hey, please forgive. Please forgive me. Because the Bible doesn't teach us to say I'm sorry. The Bible teaches us to say, please forgive me. I've sinned. You know? And and so uh, I tell her, hey, please forgive me. I do it. She goes, I know. You know? And, and it's like, and she does, man. She forgives me. And and then we're able to move forward from that point on. And so I know I rambled a lot. I really didn't feel like the Lord wanted me to share a few things that I shared. Specific, like he specifically said to share. So I pray that it encouraged you guys. I pray that I pray that uh, you guys really seek the Lord and go, Lord, what are we to apply from what this passage is teaching us? Not so much what was said, but from this passage. You know, I told a married couple, if we only and everybody knows it, right? Ephesians 5, right? Uh, love and respect, right? Any of you probably read through that book, you know it. But you know what's funny is like if we just really took the time to apply that passage, to really apply it, then our marriages would be fortified. And they would be fired. They would. And so um, God help us to be people that don't just hear, 
but, but to be people that go, okay, Lord, I heard you, but you said do this, and I'm going to apply it. And as we do that, man, it safeguards our marriage. It really, really, it really does. Now, will they be perfect? No. They're not. There is suffering involved. There is. But as we apply, God meets us and he ministers to us. And so, um, I don't know if you guys have any questions. Uh, or anything, maybe just a comment. Um, I want to open it up for that. We're about ready to close up. I think I went longer. I think it tends to the clock. Sorry, Angel. You Yeah. But if, there, if there's anything that you guys um, maybe want.